So, Ian, I have uh, some interesting news for you. Did you uh, did you hear that Haley Williams is now single? Everything's going to plan. Oh, that this is this is all you're doing. Yeah, man. Remember what was it like a few episodes ago when I totally trashed the brand new Paramore album? I do remember. Well, don't you remember that sometimes when you like a girl, you have to tease her a bit? Uh, okay. It's a little flirtatious, a little hazing. I, okay, okay, I see. Exactly. So what I think happened was, well, what I know happened. She obviously listens to the show. She heard that and was like, wow, what am I doing in this relationship? I need to get out of here now and go after this Ian hates while there's still time. Um, just, just like a quick question. Is it okay if I use your method? Like, is it, is that, is it shareable? Yeah, man. Who are you trying to go for? Uh, well, that's, that's, that's under the wraps right now, but uh, you'll see. Later on when we trash the new Stone Sour, eh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, I was referring to Footface. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, all I'm saying is soon enough, I will be Ian Hates Williams. Oh. Look, it's 2017. Of course, I'm going to take her last name. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. Jackson, and to all the haters out there, happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Will you look at that? America, right? America. Am I right? You, you are correct. There's nothing more patriotic than Ian Hates Music. I completely agree. And I think we're going to show that pretty damn well today on the show. Because that's what we do. Damn straight. Well, Jackson, we're on our off day right now. We're still going to do this show for everybody, but why not just get started? Let's do it. All right, Jackson, it is news time. And I think the most important thing we're going to go over right now is a bunch of random Warp Tour stories because Warp Tour is in full effect right now. Why don't you go with the first story? All right, so right off the bat, we have a band called The Dickies, which, by the way, I've never listened to. I don't know <laughs> if you have. No, I have not, but I know of them. Right, that, that's kind of how it is here. But um, basically, they went on a rant the other day on Warp Tour, where they called out a certain particular female viewer for, I be, what was it again? Was it throwing a sign or something where apparently he was she was like accusing him of being like, you know, like misogynistic and stuff like that. Well, here's the thing. I've only seen one-sided video. 
So we'll actually okay. play that video in a second. Well, I guess to sum it all up, he did and the band ended up getting kicked off Warp Tour. And it was because of this reason in particular that Ian is about to show you. And then it should bring up a spark of conversation. So I do want to say something right before we play this clip. This is the lead singer of the Dickies. And we are an explicit show. We have that warning on everything <laughs> that we do. So I'm just letting you know that this is going to be completely uncensored. And he definitely says a word here in the States. And since it is 4th of July, probably a good idea to mention that. In other countries, it doesn't matter as much. Here it does. I think what's very important is to hear the context of this as well as the tone in his voice. I think that's the main thing. And unfortunately, there is no other video to show what the people in the audience were doing. That's kind of important. But let's play this for right now, and then we'll talk about it. Kiss it! Kiss it! Kiss it, you bitch! I have fucked farm animals that were prettier than you, you fucking hog! Are you ready, everybody? Blow me! 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 How does it feel? How does it feel to get shouted away, you cunt? C-U-N-T. Can you spell? You're a fat cunt. Fuck you. Scam, show her what we're about. So, Jackson, why don't you tell me what your first thoughts of that were? First thoughts, the guy's a dick. <laughs> I mean, plain and simple. <laughs> He's in an appropriate band name, then. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, yeah, I, the guy just sounds like a complete asshole and not somebody that I would enjoy listening to in the first place. I mean, sometimes you just got to, you know, when shit is not going your way, I don't know, whatever it was that happened to him. I mean, you don't need to go on those kind of rants, especially, you know, pointing out one particular person in the crowd. I just thought it was a dick move. What seems weird to me, and look, maybe I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm the devil. But oh I, I have to do something I have to do something to have a little bit of a debate because a lot of people are talking about this. Obviously, you mentioned before the Dickies have been kicked off a Warped Tour because of this incident. I don't know if maybe they only had a short stretch anyways, but they have been kicked off apparently because of this action and from people saying they should be kicked off of it. And listening to his tone, I partially agree, but I don't full heartedly agree. You know, Jackson, I think you know, I think a lot of people listen to the show knows, I am big on saying whatever the fuck you want. Right. When I read the Dickie statement, it says this woman or multiple people were holding up a sign that said, our teenage girls don't need to be subjected to derogatory jokes by a disgusting old man. Punk isn't predatory. Now, where does that come from? That I don't know. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things for me is why, if you're not a fan of their music, why are you over there basically protesting while they're doing their set? You know, don't we talk about it all the time? You don't have to listen to what someone says. You can walk away. You can go do anything you want. There are plenty of bands that are playing at the exact same time. Yep. So why are you wasting your time to basically bully someone? Because isn't that what they're doing too? Like you can say, obviously, by his tone... He was really going after that woman. But that was based on what he says. And there's no video to back any of this up because obviously it's only focused on his rant. 
But all the other stuff, if they were being disruptive during the show, if they threw the sign at him, what's the deal? I mean, there are plenty of bands that do many, many different antics because apparently what set them off was he said, oh, you're such a lovely crowd. I'd love to go down on each and every one of you. I've heard many bands say things like that before. Yeah, and it's like what you said, like, and I partially agree with you too. Like, I do think that bands can most of the time say whatever they want. You know, like the whole go down on your thing, I think that's stupid, but I don't think he should get kicked off a tour for that. And that's not exactly what he got kicked off a tour for, but I don't think that that's something that needs to be protested or anything like that. I think whenever a band is up there, you know, that is kind of, I mean, I I hate to sound like some like fucking redneck here, but like (laughs) that is kind of the point of America, isn't it not? You can go up there and say whatever you want. Right. And there are consequences. Yes. They, they pay for that. That's their choice. They say whatever they want and their stuff happens to them. I mean, that's just, that's what they fucking do. That's what they signed up for when they go on stage. Now, I could completely understand, and this is going back to context again, something we've talked about many, many times, which I don't think is really a part of America anymore. People don't go by context. If he had just singled out a girl who was fat in the crowd and just started calling her a cunt and started calling her a fat pig and like all that kind of stuff because he didn't like the way she looked, wow, that'd be fucking nuts. Yeah, I agree. Here, it's almost almost the way I look at it is like when a heckler is at a comedy club. Okay. I personally despise hecklers. I can't stand it. And when someone says something to said heckler from the stage, that's because that heckler brought it on themselves. That's the way I look at it. That person is ruining my experience of watching the comedian do what they're supposed to be doing. They're ruining the experience of what I paid for. It's the same as when you go to a movie theater and you watch a movie and there's someone talking. Like, what if someone just got up and started yelling at the screen? Would you be happy about that? Right. No, that's it's, it's very true. I mean, it's. I guess it's just some people don't understand, I guess, some forms of entertainment. Right. And that's just like their gimmick. Mm-hmm. And people get offended by that. And back in the day, cafe, people oh, used to not get. <laughs> you brought it back. Yep, I brought it back. <laughs> people used to not get offended that easily by stuff like this. They would either A, laugh at it, or B, just fucking ignore it and say that guy's an idiot. But they don't take it to heart. And we, like you said, we don't have footage of the crowd. We don't have really that much of a background story. We just have that clip. So if you ask me, is it fucked up from the clip? Super fucked up. I think the guy's a prick. Mm-hmm. If this girl is, or man, I, it was a girl, I'm assuming. I think it was lots of people, actually. I think he just focused on the one that threw the sign. Yeah, and, and you're probably right. Like, for him, for her, him to just keep yelling at him and, like, fucking throwing him off his game, whatever it was that it is. You know, I, I think he does have a right to rebuttal, you know, and go back at her or him. You know, I don't, I don't remember who the person was. But it, it, it was just, I think the only problem that I had with the Dickies singer was the way he said it. Like, I feel like he really, really, really took it to heart and answered back really, really aggressively, and to a point where it could come off really, really negative for anybody, like to anybody. It didn't help him, you know what I mean? He didn't like do it in a professional way. And like I, and like earlier, he doesn't have to do that. Like who, who gives a fuck, honestly? But I feel like when you're in a band and you're up there on stage, there is kind of that, that unwritten rule that you kind of are a role model to some people and that you should display yourself as like a well-tamed human being 
So for him to go off on a person for not agreeing with him or anything, I thought that was really wrong on his part. And I see your point of view, for sure. And I'm not saying that you're incorrect in it. I guess I look at music history, Mm -hmm. and I look at how punk rock and how the genres that we listen to today got started and what they were built off of. And one of the things they were built off of was saying whatever the fuck you wanted to do, doing crazy antics on stage, and not giving a fuck what anyone thought. Now, in that clip, you could say, wow, somehow that woman really got to him based on his tone. It seemed way more aggressive than way more funny. Like, he probably could have done it in a funnier way. But if you notice, for most of that clip, the rest of the audience is going along with what the guy was saying. I did notice that. I, I was actually kind of shocked when I saw it. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I really wish we saw everything. Yes, I really wish we saw everything too. But let's let's put it on this then. Let's say, Jackson, you and I are at Warp Tour. And I'm bringing up this specific band because we're going to talk about them in a second. So let's say we're seeing Silent Planet. And we both love Silent Planet, obviously. Now, they can be a religious band as well. That's part of their backbone. What mm-hmm. if, while we're watching the show, there's a group of protesters that don't like the message that's being you know, brought up by Silent Planet? If they now are making the concert uncomfortable for us and making us not enjoy ourselves as much, wouldn't you want Silent Planet to do something about them? I would, but I wouldn't suggest Silent Planet like calls them cunts and no, stuff. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> but maybe that's what you would be thinking though. Wouldn't you want someone to shut them up so that you can enjoy your time? I guess that's oh, just kind of where I'm going. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily have to be to call them cunts, but <laughs> you know, something different to shut them up because that's how I feel about hecklers. That's how I feel about other people. So the reason why I also brought Silent Planet up is because Garrett has been very vocal about his disgust and his and his distaste with this mm-hmm. whole thing. And obviously, people know how much I love Garrett Russell. He was on the show. You can go back and listen to that. It's one of my favorite all-time conversations. I love talking about freedom of speech with him and religion, everything that we went into in that conversation. He went off on this band like they're the worst thing possible, and I don't necessarily agree with what he said. Now, he was calling the guy a coward, and I can understand that based on him yelling at a woman. Mm -hmm. But aren't we now supposed to be a society that treats everyone equal anyways? We are, yeah, but it's just, man, it's just the way he said it. I I guess that's really what it came down to, and I think that's always going to be the main high point is just the way he said it because I really don't think we'd be having this conversation as seriously if he said it in a comedic way, and I think we can both, you know, agree to that because, like, dude, there's, you know how many comedians, you obviously know because you watch comedians all the time. Mm -hmm. They say offensive shit all the time. It's perfectly okay. It's no big deal. Why? Because they don't say it as if they're like, this is how it needs to fucking be, and they are this and they are that to whatever sort of group that comedian that comedian is talking about. Like, let's say he's making fun of gay people. He's not literally like gay people are this and that and like in like a preachy way. He's just saying it in like a comedic way, and that's kind of you know we get what we pay for. And I feel like with the Dickies, they didn't do that. They, they he took that shit to heart, and he just let that person have it or that girl just absolutely have it. And I feel like that was fucked up because it's it's really hurtful, I guess. And I don't know if that's like the millennial in me, but I just don't, <laughs> I didn't like seeing that person get fucking brutally like assaulted with words from the guy on stage. Like it didn't sit well with me just watching it, you know? Like right. I was watching and I was just like, man, what the fuck is this? Like, seriously? No, I totally understand. 
I think you were on the right track there. I think it's the same as when Kramer was doing his comedy and then he went crazy on stage when there were hecklers in the crowd. That was yeah. a different type of, there was context to that. There was anger. There was this really weird racism that mm-hmm. didn't need to be there. That was different than when other comedians might, you know, handle a heckler. So, yes, yeah. I, I completely understand. That's why I'm not saying you're wrong or anything. I tend to make it a more generalized concept when we talk about something like this because I do worry that at some point, because I look at a band like Blink-182, I look at a band like Ramstein, I look at a band like, you know, Falling in Reverse or, you know, whoever it happens to be, who are very vocal on stage, who are often, you know, joking around and being comedic, but if something they're doing rubs people the wrong way because it's sexual, because, you know, they specifically pointed that out on the sign, it was about an old man being a pervert and stuff like that. I've seen these guys do that kind of stuff on stage. Are we going to stop them from doing that as well? Like, when does it end? Yeah, it's really hard to, like, pinpoint what you can and can't do, basically. So, like, to answer your question, there's, like, literally, there's nobody that can answer that. You know what I, I mean? know, I know. And that, and that sucks. And that's why there's always going to be debates like this. You know, yeah. there's always going to be these kind of talks because it's like, what is the answer? And, like, you could get someone who looks at both sides. You can, I mean, it doesn't, there's no right side. It's just, like. Except for mine. There is no answer. It's just different every situ- every single situation. <laughs> like, who knows? No, I got you. Well, let's bring up someone who is on the dicky side on this, and that's a Mr. Ronnie Radke. Yeah, we're good old Ronnie. So I'll read his statement. I guess he made this online. He made two, actually. He goes, I'm so over these pussy-ass people. Warp Tour used to be a place where whatever you said, it was accepted. Now you have to be careful what you say because some feminazi Jesus freak white girl who's pro-black will start a blog and rant about it in a room on YouTube. Fuck this generation and fuck you if you do this shit. Bring back punk rock. Bring back freedom of speech. Fuck everyone. Damn. (laughs) Then he said, so sick of seeing motherfuckers being pussies. Oh, that was it? <laughs> I didn't see the second one. So oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I, I don't agree with the first part when he said you used to say whatever you want and everyone would accept it. I don't think everyone would, like, suddenly turn their side or whatever and their view on things and just accept it because so-and-so said it. Like, I feel like everyone was just kind of on the same page where it's like, like me, let's say, whenever I listen to an atheist band and mm-hmm. they're bashing religion. I don't accept it. Like, I don't fucking like, oh, yeah, dude, you're right. No, I don't <laughs> accept it. But I, I still enjoy the music, so I just go with it. And I, like, I right. ignore it because it's fucking entertainment. It's music. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's the same for me. When there's a majorly religious band, if I like their music still, I'm totally yeah. into it. If I don't like the message in that particular one, then I'm done. You know what? I don't have to watch it. But I think still... That kind of goes back to what I'm saying because Ronnie just did Warp Tour last year. Remember, he was touring with Falling in Reverse and they did, I think, the entire Warp Tour, if I'm not mistaken. And what yep. would normally happen is just if you don't like the band, then you don't go watch them. I didn't see yep. protests or anything. I didn't see because Ronnie's done some crazy fucking shit on stage. So I'm sure there are many, many people that don't like what he does, but mm-hmm. They just don't watch. And I think that's the acceptance part. I think it's just more of accepting that people are going to be who they're going to be and let them do whatever they want while you're doing whatever you want. Now, if the guy from the Dickies was following people around at Warp Tour 
and yelling at them and doing, then that's a different thing. Then that's harassment. But I think I know Ronnie's not as eloquent as I'm being (laughs) right now, but I think what he's basically saying is why can't everyone just go ahead and listen to what they want and let others listen to what they want? No. And I agree with that. I I do. Cause you know, there's a lot of people in that crowd watching the Dickies that couldn't wait to see the Dickies. They went to warp tour and they put on their agenda, I'm going to see the Dickies today because I love their music. And that's just bottom line. Right. And then, you know, that shit had to sprout from it. And it's like, it sucks. Yes. Uh, I mean, I guess I, I'm totally against what he said. But at the same time, it's like what you said. If you don't like it, then why are you there? Just leave that stage and go to the fucking 20 other stages yeah. that there are and listen to other good bands. Right. Um, that like who like the person protesting that particular person. I don't, I don't agree with that's how you go about going against what you wanted to tackle. Right. If you want to go against, uh, like, I guess she, I guess she assumed he was misogynistic, which maybe he is. Sure. I don't think it's going against that one person on stage while they're performing. I think it's tackling it as a whole that does more of an impact when it comes to protesting. Cause like, it's not like I'm against protesting, but I don't think you thought it thoroughly when your form of protesting was to go to the front while they're performing and throw a sign at the man. <laughs> I right. mean, like, that's not, <laughs> like, I completely agree. I, of course, me and Ian are against misogynism. Yeah. I mean, we're not fucking dumbasses. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but you don't fucking throw shit at people and, you know, expect them to kindly react and say, you know what? You just changed my view. You know, that's not going to fucking happen. You know, it's, I mean, just, just don't be there. You could go against it. You can talk shit about him on Twitter. You can fucking do this and that. If you want, you can tell other people, hey, dude, have you heard about the Dickies guy? Dude, don't watch him. Whatever. Do that on your own fucking time. But when it comes to you just going to their show and starting up stuff, it, it, it's it's not effective. And it's just, it makes this happen. We're not going to protest. We're not going <laughs> to protest. Sorry, you got to watch that movie sometime. I swear you'll love it. Okay. But anyways. But no, no. I completely agree with you. You're absolutely right on this one, too. I think we're both... We are on the same page. It's just we're looking at things from a lot of different angles, which a lot of people aren't doing for some reason. I'm still not sure why. But if you also look at the signs she made, sure, if he's being misogynistic by saying cunt and saying that he's fucked farm animals that are more attractive than her, whatever his line was, then isn't she being ageist by making a poster making fun of him for being an old man? Yeah, I guess, but I don't think that's as harsh. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing. When you label things, you can label everything. So that's kind of the way I look at it. And then just all-encompassing, whenever I see a story like this, I worry that this is going to expand to other bands that we like. And that's the way I always look at everything. Sure, there are plenty of bands that I don't like, and they might get shut down for something, and you're like, oh, good, I don't have to hear them anymore. But what about when they come after your band? I agree. No, you're right. And I guess I and I think the main reason why I look at like I kind of side. Actually, I don't know which side I'm on. I just, fucking, <laughs> I, just I, I guess bottom line, I still think the guy's just a dick. And yes. I think the reason why is because I don't find what he does funny. Like right. the whole thing of like because before all this started, he was doing their routine thing where they say they're gonna go down on every girl in the crowd and stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, wait, me, wait. Just, he said, "Hold on, just I, I just don't want to misquote." I believe he said he would go down on every single person, which is oh. very equal. Okay, yeah. So just, well, you know what? I just want to say that. <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right. And it does make a difference, especially to, like, the people nitpicking this conversation right now. Like, <laughs> right. Whoa, 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 whoa. it was all the girls. What? No, I, that's good that you did that. No, I, 
bottom line, I think that's stupid. Honest, I don't think that's funny. I think it's really, really stupid. I think that's in bad taste. I like, I, I think it's idiotic. I really do, and I oh, don't sure. like that man for saying that. And you know, just to be clear, but it's, I mean, dude, it's what are you gonna do? I mean, you can't shut down every band for saying stuff like that. It's just not the way I guess this place works. But that's what they did. Yeah, no, it's true. They shut them down. So who knows the next band? that might have some kind of issue as well. You really don't know. And there's just two points I want to bring up too before we move on, but I like this conversation. I think it's good to have this kind of conversation, especially on a show like this. So the one thing I didn't understand about Ronnie's little diatribe was why did he say a Jesus freak white girl who's pro-black? Like, where did that come from? I didn't get that either. I didn't know why he brought like religion and stuff into it. Cause that's like, if he was referring to the situation, it's like, wait, what does that have to do? And like the whole pro black thing, it's like, well, what does that have to do with anything? I got the religion thing. I didn't get the racism thing. Well, yeah, I guess you're, no, yeah, that is true. No, you're right. Uh, why, <laughs> why would someone not go against racism? Yeah, it was very strange. So that's, you know, that's his own thing he needs to work through. So I, I didn't get that. I didn't like his tweet personally. I thought it was also dumb. I, I feel like he like got really mad as soon as he saw the story and just fucking tweeted the first thing that came through his head without even thinking about it. Well, he's been one of those people that people have boycotted and protest. So I totally understand why he's trying to stand up for it. I don't know. Maybe we need, you know, people that are going to toe the line and we need bands that are not going to do that. Like maybe there needs to be a segregation of that. You know, maybe Warp Tour needs to be, you know, 16 and under. Who the fuck knows anymore? Who knows? I don't. But I will ask this question, though, before we go on to the next topic. So would you prefer, Jackson, yourself, in the scene in general or happening to you, whatever it happens to be, do you think that this is worse than physically getting kicked off of a stage? Ooh, damn. You should have warned me about this question before the show. Sorry, man. <laughs> the stuff's all going through my head. I can't help it. I am referencing the story so far when the lead singer kicked that girl off stage, did a two foot, you know, fucking jump kick off stage because she was Snapchatting. <laughs> she was Snapchatting while she was up on stage. Yeah. So, Jackson, in your opinion, in the scene, is that worse or being called a fat pig? Oh, shit. You know what? I found this situation more disturbing. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I, it, it like it like uh, it gave me a more unsettling feeling when I first saw it. So like since I didn't know about this question, I don't know how to like properly go at it. But I guess I'm just gonna go off first reaction when I saw both videos. Yeah. And but it's a good question though because it's kind of the same thing. Like one person was doing wrong, and then another person did something wrong back, and then we fucking talk about it. Right. And then we're trying to figure out which is right, mm -hmm. even though it's both wrong. You know what I mean? So it's like really hard. Sure. To like pinpoint stuff. And that's, I guess, the whole point of this conversation is like, you can't always just take a side when, you know, there's a whole thing about it. Like, no, the person is not allowed to go on stage, fucking Snapchat and stuff like that. Like, it's not that kind of thing. Like, that's kind of like the unwritten rule in the scene. You don't do that. She did that. It was wrong. What did Parker Cannon do from Story So Far? Kick her. Is that wrong? <laughs> yes, very wrong. You don't fucking kick people. <laughs> Um, off their stage because they like you know they're enjoying themselves even though it's kind of in a wrong way so like it's a double negative that makes a negative story and then that's the same thing with this you know the person was doing god knows what towards the singer of the dickies and he did something wrong back so two negatives collide and then boom we got this shit story you know what i mean right <laughs> everything's just so fucking negative and i guess that's <laughs> why like it just sucks and there's no fucking like 
right answer to fix anything. It's just everything is bad. We'll see. I guess, and I agree with you again, I think that's a good way to look at things as well. And I know I put you on the spot, but this show isn't scripted. So what are we supposed to do in that case anyways? I guess, I don't know, maybe this generation doesn't understand this, but I was bullied for like 18 plus years of my life. And when I say I was bullied, it's being told to kill yourself, you know, all the time. Like for sure, that's a instance of it. You know, hey, you should kill yourself. Hey, I'm going to kill you. You know, everything that goes along with that. But I was also really bullied, which means I was beaten up. Like I was literally punched in the face. I was literally beaten into the ground by multiple people at the same time over and over again through most of my life. So for me, bullying takes on a different thing where I'm always going to say that physically getting hurt is always worse than words. No matter what, to me, because that's what I grew up with. Now, that's not always the case for everyone, but I think a lot of people don't know what real bullying is. Yeah. Because I will always take someone saying, kill yourself, to getting punched in the face. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And it's coming from someone who actually knows the situation from both sides. Right. And I'm not saying that either way is good. But I think people sometimes need to put things in perspective. They have to think about that. Like, would you rather have your arm broken or would you have someone call you fat? You know, would you rather, you know, have a black eye the next day and have to deal with the pain of all that or have someone tell you to kill yourself? You know, obviously you don't want either one, but you should really think about what's worse. Yeah, no, it's it's a a good point. And I guess it really just comes down to Again, there's no answer for that either, which is worse. Some people just take it differently. Like, I I guarantee you we can find someone that says, no, I'd rather fucking not walk than be called fat and kill myself every day. I guarantee there's people out there that think that. No, I know. I, and that's something that's I'll never understand. Right. That's something I will just never understand, but everyone's different. So that's kind of the way things work. Yep. And that's why it's like really hard to, you know, there's no, this isn't math. It's like, you can't just like, oh, this and this. All right, so here's the answer to that. Poof. You know, it's just, it, it's never going to work. The only math I ever need to know is you plus me equals us. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Thank you. And I think that's a good way to end this, too. I'm that's good. a good way to end it. That is. So we're done with the Warp Tour talk for now. Jax and I will have our recaps of when we each go to Warp Tour. But at least for right now, I think we're done with that. Yep. So next up, another fun story here. Never thought I'd say this on the show, but Kendall and Kylie Jenner are now quote unquote in trouble (laughs) for a series of t-shirts that they put out where I guess they're selling them. I'm assuming anyways, I obviously would never buy them. It's their faces either on an Instagram picture or just their stupid model poses that have other classic t-shirt designs of older classic rock bands like Ozzy and Led Zeppelin and, you know, whoever else superimposed on them. So you have both images. Can you explain how this even came about? Well, I'll take it back to, you remember how we had a conversation a long time ago, how like Kanye West and stuff where they, it's like, it's kind of like a new style now to where hip-hop artists or whatever will wear like a heavy metal band's t-shirt yes i do remember that even though i do try and block everything we talk about out (laughs) but yes i i guess they thought like okay you know we're kylie and kendall we make a lot of money regardless what we do because everyone just fucking kisses our ass regardless so let's get the style and let's put our own twist to it so they get legendary 
you know, musicians, like, you know, the bands you named, plus other people like Tupac and Biggie and, you know, like, yeah, Metallica and Led Zeppelin. And so they got, you know, their pictures and then they would, what they would do is they would have it in the background and that they would put their face like covering the image, but you would still see like the Metallica logo in the background. Right. I don't know what they were implying by saying that. And me either. Yeah. I guess, look, they're not very smart, no. you know, allegedly. I don't want them coming after us. But, you know, from what I've seen, which is very little, I would assume that they're not that intelligent. So I don't know. That's I guess that's what I was asking is, were they trying to make some type of a message like, oh, this was the old school talent and now this is the new school talent? I actually have an answer for that. They Ooh. they was no message. They, they was no message? <laughs> <laughs> What are you, Kylie Jenner? <laughs> there was no message. They in an interview. They took the shirts down. I'm pretty sure they did. Don't quote me on that. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Jackson. Did they take the shirts down, or did they take the shirts off? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sure you wish I said, "Did they take the shirts off?" No. I do, and then I wish for physical proof. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, I'm being misogynistic. Probably my bad. You cunt. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fucking they 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 stopped selling the shirts. I'm assuming. I'm pretty sure they did. And then there was an interview, and they said, "So what were you trying to do?" The question you just asked. And they said, "We did not thoroughly think this through. We just (laughs) that was like basically their answer. We didn't really think of anything. We just thought it was a fucking cool t-shirt idea. And boom, that's it. That's what happens when you fucking do something without thinking about it. Yeah, were they talking about the t-shirts or their lives? (laughs) I took both, but they were talking about the (laughs) t-shirts. Gotcha. Well, look, I will say I definitely enjoyed reading people being very, very upset and especially people like Notorious B.I.G.'s family saying that this is like unconscionable and then obviously all of Ozzy's family saying that this is fucking ridiculous. Like I like it that mainstream people were completely against this. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and honestly, I don't think they really should have, you know, had to do that. Like they should like kind of. It was kind of like when they interviewed that one band when Kanye West was wearing the shirt. I think it was Meshuggah or Slayer yeah. at some point too. Yeah, yeah. They were just like, I mean, we don't really care. It's just weird and stupid but whatever whatever do the fuck whatever you want i think that's how most of the artists should have took that i guess they were making money off of it though that is true yeah i think that's the only reason why people got upset (laughs) yeah no it's true and i'm surprised they made money off of it because like i saw it and like i didn't even see the controversy first i saw the shirt and then i was like what like what the fuck are people actually gonna buy this and then i you know all the backlash came after that and yeah fuck them it even comes on our show. and that crazy how the world works? I guess, I mean, they were talking about metal stuff, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I, look, we mention it. They're done with it, whatever. Hopefully we never have to talk about them again on the show, but I guess it happens. I agree. Fuck them. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. And next quick announcement, we got the Juliana Theory postpones their anniversary tour. And they did that so that they can actually start writing new music and, you know, be a full-time band, you know, take some time off to really just focus on the music part of things. And obviously, you know, they want to record new music and then they probably want to tour properly and stuff like that. And they just want to go back to being a full-time band again. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for all the people that put a lot of work into making that tour and then also the people that bought tickets, but you're going to get refunded. 
And then hopefully once you have new music, then they'll come around to the same spaces that they were planning on going to before and, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. And and there was, I mean, I guess there kind of is a difference from tour canceled to tour postponed. You know, right. maybe they just let, maybe they don't refund them. I'm sure some people will ask for them, but, you know, they can keep the ticket most likely. And then whenever they hit their city, it's like, oh, there you go. Poof. Maybe, maybe. Yep. Then also another quick announcement. Thrice is apparently working on a brand new album. They're out on tour right now, I believe, with Deftones, if I'm not mistaken. Deftones and Rise Against. But it looks like they are doing a follow-up to their previous album. And I like that album. That Black Honey song is fucking catchy as fuck. Yeah, no, it, it really fucking is. So yeah, I'm hoping for good things from them because I'm excited for a new album. Yep, same here. And lastly, Alisana has announced a new headlining tour with I Set to Kill, Lakeshore, and Alteris. Holy fuck, man. Did you already get your tickets for Dallas? I haven't got them yet, but I for sure will. There's never a time where I'm going to skip out on Out of Santa. You better. And then you make sure to go up to all three of those friends of the show and say hello. Are they going to your town? No. What the fuck? I posted on every single social media tagging them, and some people <laughs> like actually like liked it and talked about it. But holy shit, man, all three of those I would love to see live, especially together. And they're the closest that they're coming is New York, but it's on the day that I'm getting back from Vegas. Damn. So that would have been a long trip just to go to New York, but I probably would have done it. But also, it's a Sunday. That that really fucking sucks. You, you really need to see that show. I really do. It's just not fair. But at least for everyone else, I hope that people take a look at where they're playing and go see that because that's going to be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a fucking killer-ass show. I cannot wait to see them. Oh, woe is me. (laughs) I can say at least that the Funeral Portrait has announced a brand new tour, and it turns out that they're finally coming back to Boston, so I will have my tickets for that, so at least I get to see them. But I'm just disappointed I don't get to see Alison. I used to see them like every year, and now I don't get to see them ever. I've only seen them twice, so this will be my third time. You are a lucky man, sir. Well, thank you very much. I'm proud to be lucky. <laughs> that made no sense. Nope. I just, <laughs> I, don't, I, I just feel bad that you don't get to go, so I'm just trying to not brag about it. I appreciate it. So in case anyone was wondering or didn't get the message, it turns out that Misfortune has indeed called it quits. They are no longer a band. So I know that's kind of a follow-up to last week where we weren't exactly sure, but by the time the show came out, they had just finally officially announced it. So it is a sad time for me, at least. I think everyone should still listen to everything they have, but yes, that's a confirmation. Misfortune is no more. And that fucking sucks. It does. It does. But anyways, hey, let's lift our spirits and go on to new songs. Let's do it. All right, guys, it is new song time, and there's really not that much to talk about today, but we will get into it. And we're going to start with Blood Clot Maniac. Their album, Up in Arms, comes out July 14th on Metal Blade Records. Let's take a listen. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. For me, I thought that was fun craziness. Yeah, I, I think that's like the first thing that came to my head. It's just like craziness. So Hey, sometimes we need that in our music, right? I agree. I mean, it was a it was just a crazy, I guess, fun track technically. Uh, but I mean, I just I, I want to see the value in like me going back and listening to it, you know? Well, we'll see when the album comes out. Yeah, I guess that's basically what it's going to come down to. And next up, we got Avenged Sevenfold releasing their new song, Retro Vertigo. And this is a Mr. Bungle cover, Ian. So if you don't mind, would you please play it? I do not like that. Nope, neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, I thought it was okay at the beginning. I thought it was just going to be, like, one of those, like, slow, kind of, like, metal starts. And then it was going to, like, really kick in. But that was not really the case. It was kind of just a really boring song for me. Yeah, I think I might have realized why I don't like New Event Sevenfold that much. And I think it's because I don't hear any passion in Shadow's lyrics anymore. That, I think that's how most people are looking at it now. Yeah, it's a shame. Like, I know this isn't a song that he wrote, but still, like, put something into it. It just seems like he's running through the motions. Yeah, if, if you're going to take time to, you know, do a cover, you know, kick ass at it, you know? It's, it's fucking Avenged Sevenfold. This isn't like a Mickey Mouse band we're talking about. This is the big thing. It's a pretty goofy band, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, we've got Shattered Sun with Keep Your Eyes Shut. The album The Evolution of Anger comes out July 21st on Victory Records. Let's take a listen. I think that's some good stuff there. Yeah, I actually really did enjoy this track. It, it kind of reminded me of Wage War sometimes. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lyric-wise, it's not really the craziest, but I think just, you know, atmosphere that they're creating, good guitar work, you know, vocals are on point. I'm looking forward to seeing what they've got. Yeah, same here. I'm actually really excited for new music if it, you know, continues to sound like this. Absolutely. So now we got Forever Starts Today with their new song, Optimus. And this is going to be on their debut EP, Always Hope, which comes out on August 25th. On Wait, first. did you say August 25th? I did. I'm pretty sure that's Ty's birthday. You are 100% correct, Mr. Ian. Hooray. Hooray. All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and that's on third string record. Ian, play this song. Well, I can't help you. Yes. 
man, I really like what Haley is doing after that breakup. Good stuff. <laughs> That's a good one, Ian. That's a good one. Thanks, buddy. I so wait. Well, is there sarcasm or do you like this track? No, I like it. It sounds like old Paramore. Oh my god, <laughs> I like it too, Ian. And I'm not referencing Paramore on my like for this song. Okay, that's fine. To each their own. To each their own. <laughs> but yeah, I am looking forward to hearing the rest of this for sure. Yeah, me too. I really want to hear that EP now. Next up. We have a brand new track by Trophy Scars, but I have no information on a new album or anything like that. But let's just listen to the track. That's a groovy track right there. Yeah, no, I, I like it too. Uh, I'm actually really excited if they do release, you know, like an album or an EP soon because that was really fucking good. Yeah, it sounds like you should be in like an old timey bar just sipping on a martini, you know, <laughs> smoking a cigar, the top hat on. <laughs> fucking good times. Yeah, man, they, they paint a really good, you know, atmosphere whenever they're playing that song. I, I fucking loved it. No, they did a good job on it. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I'm sure as soon as they make some type of announcement, we'll have it here on the show. Oh, for sure. And next up, we got Picturesque releasing a brand new song called Honestly. And this is going to be on a debut album called Back to Beautiful. And that's coming out July 14th on Equal Vision Records. Damn good song, man. Yeah, I really, really like that song. Again, another like kind of feel-good, vibey song. Just really good stuff. Yeah, they always reminded me a little bit of like a better Sleeping With Sirens. Yeah. And I really, really am looking for I've always liked the stuff that they do, so I'm looking forward to this a lot. This is actually the first single I heard by them, so... Oh. Yeah, so... You're in for a treat then. Yeah, it, it gets me more excited. And now lastly... This is something that I put out on social media the other day. The new I Set My Friends on Fire track came out a couple days ago. And I'm going to say maybe quotation around song. And Jackson, do you know how I knew that that song came out? How did you hear this? Because Tragic Hero sent me like six fucking emails about it. 
<laughs> oh, that's fucking gold. It's surprising. This is this is the thing. I don't know if you know this, Jackson, but I question, you know, like, why is this ban still getting pushed hard? Like, why is this actually happening? You know, what did we do? I just don't <laughs> understand. So I went to their Facebook page and I realized they have over 500,000 likes or 500,000 followers. Holy shit. They're one of the biggest bands in the scene. Yeah, I guess if you go by likes, like, fuck. Seriously. And I don't understand because they've been gone for so long. They put out two albums. One was passable when we were fucking 11. The other one was straight up garbage. And then they toured. And actually, they went away for a while. And then they toured. They're one of the worst touring bands of all time. They're one of the worst bands of all time because there's literally no talent. Like, literally no talent whatsoever. Like, I listened to that new track. We are not going to subject our fans to have to listen to it because it is that bad. Yeah, no, that and that's good that you're not making them hear because holy shit, is this song something else, man. I, you know, whenever they released that first track, when they came out of, you know, whatever hiatus they were on, it was yeah. like, holy shit, that's bad, but... <laughs> It was just a flop. I don't know. Because we were like somewhat excited just to like have them back to see what comes out of it in a way. Like just to see how hard the ship can crash kind of thing. <laughs> and holy shit, now they released this. And man, oh man, people, I mean, we're not going to play it for you. But if you're down for a laugh maybe or a cringe. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, I, cringe, look yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I will never stop anyone from listening. I will never stop anyone from listening to this music, for sure. Like, go check it out. We're just not going to force that on you. So, look, it took me a while, but after listening to it a couple times because I had to get an accurate description of it, this is kind of what I came up with, Jackson. So try and follow along here. You make some kind of a food, right? Mm -hmm. And then you take said food and you put it in the refrigerator because you didn't finish all of it. Okay. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't eat everything. So it's like you make enough and then you're like, oh, okay, let's put it in the fridge for leftovers. But then it's one of those leftovers where you don't end up eating it, but it's kind of smashed all the way behind like everything in your fridge. <laughs> okay. So you never know like where it is. You're just like, oh, you completely forget about it. And months and months go by and it's summertime and maybe your fridge breaks down and then someone has to come and fix it. And you're like, oh, well, it was okay. You know, it was only down for a couple of days, whatever. And then you keep going. And then finally, you're like, oh, spring cleaning time. Let's get rid of some of the shit in our fridge. Something's kind of not smelling that great. And you're trugging along. You're like getting all the stuff out from the back. And then finally, you find that thing that you made months and months ago that you completely forgot. And it used to be a solid, but now it's mostly a liquid. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, this is fucking disgusting. Like, I gotta, I can't even throw this in my own trash. I have to go put this in a dumpster somewhere. That's how <laughs> bad this is. So then you take it and you drive like 10 miles away because you're like, I don't want this anywhere near me. Throw it in the dumpster and you just leave it there. And then that gets taken to a compost heap and then it's just congealing there. And then someone comes along and they're like, oh, wow, this is really disgusting. Let's put this through an auto-tune filter of us pouring out this liquid. That's what this track is. <laughs> I think you fucking nailed it on the head. That is Thank you. perfect, absolutely <laughs> beautiful, descriptive representation of what that song is. Good job. <laughs> the important part is the auto-tune. That's yeah. the most important part. Because there seems to be no instruments in this song, 
But then also add in that guy cannot sing. He can't sing. There are no unclean vocals in this either. It's just clean vocals. I don't know how you can be so untalented and still be so popular. I, I, I dude, it, it's really bad. What was the name of the song again? The song about like a witch, I think. Scarlet Witch in the what the fuck ever. I don't, I don't know. It's something dumb. Okay. <laughs> Remember, they love really, really dumb song titles. Like it's two thousand two. Yeah, they're still doing it. I just, uh, man, it was just so incredibly bad. So yeah, I don't, I understand why Tragic Hero is pushing them so hard. Like I totally understand that, but I don't understand why we need to subject ourselves to such bad music in 2017. Yeah, no, I, there's no time for that shit anymore. <laughs> there really isn't. There's too much good music. Like it's almost too much now. So why are we wasting our time with this shit? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Just push good shit, not stuff that you think is going to be a you know cash flow for you. And that's why we're not playing it. Sure, we can talk about it and make fun of how bad it is, but we're not going to play it because we're not going to promote it that way. Right. And I will even say this too. I listened to the new Fall Out Boy track, Champion. That track is a million times better. And it was trash. Oh, it's not a good song. <laughs> but I also didn't throw up in my mouth. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, that was that was also really bad. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd rather listen to I guess Champion than this for sure. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, it's really just fucking <laughs> a matter of what's worse. But yeah, it's bad. So yeah, what a great way to end new songs. <laughs> what a fucking wonderful <laughs> way to end new songs. But that happens sometimes. So look. There's plenty of good music for you to listen to. You can listen to that. You can see how bad it is. And then you can say, hey, Ian, I completely agree with your assessment. You're absolutely welcome to do that. I just wouldn't waste my time, but that's just me. Uh, that's every normal person, I think. Well, we don't talk to normal people, though, either. <laughs> True. Because we're not normal. So, you know. I agree. All right, Jackson. That is the end of new songs. So now it's time for our favorite part of the show. Let's get to reviews. Hey. Hey. Yes, people, it is album review time now. Unfortunately, I think that Jackson's going to have some problems with a lot of these albums today. I am, and I'm not happy about it, but that's that's the way it's going to be, man. It's almost your most unfavorite part of the show today. Yeah, and, and that really does suck to say. It does. Well, hey, let's start off with your favorite then. This is Sworn In. All Smiles on Fearless Records. Jackson, take it away. Okay. I'm not a Sworn In fanboy. And the reason <laughs> I say that is because I've never liked any of their older music except like one or two songs that I thought were okay. And like that was it. I never thought of Sworn In as a good band or nothing. I just, they were just that band. You know, I just didn't even pay attention to them. But with All Smiles, I officially like Sworn In, starting, <laughs> you know, when they released this album. I, I fucking love it, dude, from beginning to end. I love how they do their clean vocals now and make it, like, really, like, grim and just, like, I don't know. It, it, it's really hard to explain. I think a lot of their songs are just really, really catchy to me. Okay. And I think that's what really got me. Because they definitely went more melodic with this album than their other stuff. Sure. Their older stuff was a lot more, like, hardcore-based. And then this one still had that. Like, they're still aggressive. 
but they're way more melodic in some points. And I think that's the reason why I enjoyed this album way more than their other stuff. I would say they're metalcore and new metal put together. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the best way to, to fairly say what they are. Yeah, I hear a lot of new metal in this one. And this is their third full-length album. So I completely understand what you're saying. I guess, was it the melody then that you liked? The the more melodic style? Is that really your whole platform for this album? Yeah, that was honestly my favorite part. Because I think that's something that they had missing from their other stuff. Or it was just like, in their older stuff, it was just a big hardcore gore fest. Where they were just like saying they're really offing off-put lyrics sure but in a more like aggressive way and i guess it just didn't sit with me well but i guess when they added melody to it and made it sound more easier to hear now is when i enjoy it i guess that's where you and i differ a little bit because you know i like a lot of melodic stuff obviously that's a big part of what brings me into something but man this album though i heard a lot of production issues i thought this was very very muddled and not mixed well I think that's the big thing. Jackson, were there actually drums on this album? You know what? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I didn't notice till you said that. I mean, obviously there were, but somewhere, I, maybe. I can't, like, yeah, I, I can't like pinpoint the sound of sworn in drums <laughs> right now. Like when you said that, I, I couldn't like go back to hearing it. Mainly what you hear is the vocals mm-hmm. and then like the really like doom guitar riffs, like like that kind of you know like the lighter strings you know yeah but it's still even tough to hear a lot of the intricacies that i know they were trying to put into that guitar work and i think that's where i really lose track of this album because i remember listening to the singles and being like okay there's melody here i'm liking the direction but when you put all of these tracks together it was like a swamp of depression (laughs) that's what i felt and look I live my life in a swamp of depression. So I completely, (laughs) completely understand all this. Like, seriously, every single track, because I looked and read every single lyric for every track of this, every single song on this album is a separate suicide note. You could leave any one of these (laughs) tracks on your computer and people be like, I understand why they killed themselves. Totally understand. (laughs) Like, seriously, that's how depressing this album is. It might be the most depressing album I've ever heard in my life. Damn. No, and we're going to talk about another album that has a lot of depressing shit in it later on. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have the same feeling because the production is different. Like there's actual tempo changes and there's things that actually make it feel a little bit more uplifting. This album is just like fucking kill yourself and here's a lot of really weird horror guitars in the background. Uh, you know what? I can't deny it. <laughs> I really can't. I just like, honestly, and, and like you were saying, you know, you went into the lyrics and stuff. I didn't go into lyrics. Usually when I'm listening to music at the beginning, I always just take it for face value at first. If it sounds good, I like it. I usually dive into the lyrics weeks or a month later. Right. That way, because like I like it so much that now I want to know what the songs are about. I want to know like every detail about the song that I enjoy so much. And that's usually something I do way later. On this one, it just sounds really fucking good to me, and I jam it, and I just I just love it. You know, like, it just sounds really like an upgrade to me from their other stuff. And, you know, it's one of the only albums that I've actually been listening to over and over of the list that we have this week. Wow. I guess that's really just why I like it so much. I haven't even, but I can tell you that I guarantee you, even though you already know that their lyrics are, like, super edgy and emo and cringy and, and whatnot, <laughs> you 
kind of tell just by the way the the music is and like you know the atmosphere look i love depressing shit so i am not even saying that this is bad like there are definitely standout parts of this album that i really enjoy this is probably the sworn in album that i like the most just like you were saying before it's just mm-hmm. you got to be honest about this shit when i'm listening for instruments and i'm not hearing the drums and it's just this mishmash of depressing tone and stuff like that it just doesn't work i gotcha yeah i can see it not being like very positive for other people <laughs> like i haven't even heard much buzz about it since it came out honestly no that's very true and maybe that's a bad thing you know i'm sure yeah. it's not a good thing but yeah it's yeah. just too muddled it's too swampy the way i see this is like in the never-ending story when atreyu is just trudging through that thick mud his horse can't make it through because it's just so fucking depressing and it just gets sucked by the nothing and then there's nothing left but a tray you just trying to make it through but yet this album doesn't have a happy ending so falcor doesn't come down and pick him out <laughs> of the nothing and that's how i feel about this album Damn, that that was, again, on this episode, you painted a really, really good picture. Thank you, man. I love never-ending stories, so I could go on and on and on, but I think that will, for most people, justify my feelings for this album. I still think people should take a listen. Yeah, I, I you know what? It makes me want to just read the lyrics now when we're done. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll have fun, man. The only lyrics that I know are like, you know, the clean vocal parts, like the melody right. and stuff like that. Well, since you did enjoy this album, why don't you go ahead and let me know a track to play? I'm going to go with Puppeteer. So once again, that's Sworn In, All Smiles on Fearless Records. And next up, we got the Acacia Strain with their new album, Grave Bloom. And this is off Rise Records. Ian, what did you think? So this is a Massachusetts band. This is, I believe, their eighth studio album. They have been around for a long time. And I think this is a really good mix of deathcore and metalcore. I thought they did a great balancing act between the two especially so i actually really enjoyed this album i think it's depressing as fuck you know very similar (laughs) to sworn in but the tempo changes the things that they do i think this is produced well i think you can hear the intricate guitar work the breakdowns the drumming all that stuff comes off very well in this album so i'm a much bigger fan of this than I was a sworn in because of the production choices that they made. I uh, I didn't enjoy this album. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it sucked because that's another one that we're not agreeing on. But that's just the way it is sometimes. And I know and I know there's going to be many more. Uh huh. I don't know what to say without sounding completely hypocritical of what I just said about sworn in. Oh, I know it was going to be the same thing. 
Because it's like, I feel like with Sworn In, because of the melody that they had, I didn't care that it was depressing. But this one doesn't have, <laughs> like, <laughs> melody and stuff. So, like, to me, this was depressing, even though I can guarantee you Sworn In's lyrics were way more fucking kill myself lyrics. You know what I mean? They are actually close. I'll tell you that. You know, but that would make me think that, like, okay, maybe I like Sworn In more, but I still like this album. That's not the case. I didn't like this. I got through, like, seven songs, and it was, like, a chore to hear the rest. I was like, oh, my gosh, dude, another fucking beat down. You know, some gruesome <laughs> shit thrown in there. Oh, my gosh, I can't. This is just getting old already. It's, like, it's one of those things where, like, I can play it for a song, and then I'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just can't hear it over and over. It's just, it's, it's like, really annoying to me. That is interesting. Look. That's one of the reasons why we do the show, right, is to get all these different opinions in. Because, yeah, I feel the opposite. I felt as I went through this album that I was enjoying it more than just hearing one track after the next. It was something about hearing all of it together that I actually enjoyed a lot more. Well, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> and, that, you know, we get to have like that fun little contradictory little you know thing that we had there. Well, it's true, but let's also remember, they've been doing it since somewhere around 2002 or so, I want to say. So this is, once again, a band that has been through it all, and they're still, in my opinion, putting out quality music, so they're a band that I respect. And I think that's also gotcha. something that goes into it as well. There's a reason why you listen to this, and that's because they've been doing it right for so long. I got gotcha. you. No, that, that's it's a good point. So let's go ahead and play Model Citizen. So once again, that's the Acacia Strain or the Acacia Strain, whichever you prefer, with Grave Bloom on Rise Records. Next up, we've got Envy on the Coast, Ritual. It's an EP, and it's on Equal Vision Records. This is their first music in around seven years. I would say they used to be post-hardcore. In this, I wouldn't call them post-hardcore anymore. I call them more... Alt indie, maybe somewhere around there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, right. I mean, there's a little bit of post hardcore here and there, but really, I would say more heavier alternative indie, if anything else. And just so people know, there's only two of the original members left. So, Jackson, what did you think? Um, you know, uh -oh. I mean, I liked, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I liked Virginia Girls when we talked about Vagina it on Girls? the show. <laughs> Vagina Girls. <laughs> Like, it, it's not a like or where I was like, it made me really excited for the EP or anything, but it was like, oh, okay, you know, that's a good track. You know, maybe, you know, there might be some substance in this EP, but I don't know. It, it was kind of, it just wasn't for me. I think that's what I'm going to go with, man. Just the whole out indie thing. That's not really my forte in music. It, it, you'd have to be like really, really good for me to like, you know, that outside of our genre. 
But I mean, other than that, I I, I don't want to say it was bad because I, I don't know if I'm in the place to even say that it was a bad EP because I don't think that anyone would make me say, oh, yeah, I like it in that genre because I, I just don't really listen to that kind of music, you know? Right. Well, I'll say if you go all the way back, I would say with and Beyond the Coast, there are probably three types of fans. There are fans that just love Lucy Gray. There are fans that just loved Low Country. And then there are the fans that like both, even though they are very, very different albums. And maybe that sounds like, oh, well, of course, duh, Ian. Of course, there are people that like both as well. But I think they did kind of separate their fan base a little bit. If you go back and you listen to Lucy Gray and you listen to Low Country, they're so incredibly different. And this EP picks up where Low Country left off. So that's really where it is. Lucy Gray was way more on the post-hardcore side. They kept the attitude throughout all three releases, for sure. This album is dripping with attitude. Like, they did not lose a step on what they want to say, and they always do have something to say. But I can understand why this might not be everyone's thing. No, you're right about that. They they definitely still kept their same kind of lyric style, like the stuff that they talk about. Like, that didn't really change much. But you were also right about, like, how they did a really a noticeable thing maybe where they just completely divided their fans and it's not like something that they like tried to do or anything they just you know they're not a band that sounds the same throughout their stuff and that's a positive but it could also be a negative sometimes you know to people but they're still continuing to make good music and i guess that's all that matters yeah and i even like the cp i mean i know it's not normally what i listen to but hey some heavier alt groove indie rock you know i can do every once in a while especially probably because i know what they're capable of and look for me i am more of a fan of lucy gray than i am of low country if you were like hey let's listen to some envy on the coast i'm gonna say put on lucy gray there's no doubt about that but that they're still going on and trying new things and you know being themselves completely good with that gotcha so let's take a listen to lioness So once again, that's Envy on the Coast, Ritual, and it's off of Equal Vision Records. Next up, we got O Villain releasing their new EP called Pilot. And this is actually their first ever released project, I think. Am I correct on that, Mr. Dreed? I believe you are. And this is self-released. So this is melodic post-hardcore from Australia. I know recently... We've been talking about a lot more Australian bands than we ever have before. So this is pretty interesting. Not sure what's in the water over there, Jackson. You get it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Happy 4th, everyone. (laughs) But, man, I fucking loved this EP. Yeah, same here. This is one that we're definitely going to agree on for sure. I I thought from beginning to end... This was really, really fun. Just really good riffs. I love the drum work. And I really liked the guy's vocals. Julian? 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. They they kind of reminded me of like Sienna Skies type of vocals, where like you know the it's really harsh, unclean. You're so racist. But his... <laughs> <laughs> where it's really harsh, <laughs> unclean. But even the clean, you know, vocals are like very very good. Like it, it just doesn't sound like a generic type of metalcore clean vocals. Like you can tell this. He just has a really good singing voice. Period. Right. No, it's absolutely true, and he's doing both. He's doing the clean and the uncleans together. And yeah, this is just straightforward, no frills, great post-hardcore, and that's what I love. So there's no crazy you know, electronic core thrown in here, straight up post-hardcore, great technical guitar work, great drumming. We mentioned the vocals already. It's just front to back, a lot of fun. And there's not too much more to talk about because it's an EP, but this is something you definitely have to check out, and I can't wait for more music from them. Yep, I'm on the same page. I would love a Sienna Skies O-Villain tour to come here. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That would be so sick. It really would be. So, oh, and then add in Bellhaven as well, even though I know you don't care for them. That would be like hey. the best trifecta in Australia, because now the Amity Affliction has fallen after saying that they love... Did you see what they said about the cover they made? Oh, dude, no. You didn't read it? What happened? Oh, what's-his-name came out and said, they asked him why you guys choose this track, and he's like, you know when you hear a song that is so good that it sounds like your band should have made it? That's what he fucking said about that. So remember when you went off on how terrible the actual song is, the pop song, and how they did nothing with it? He basically said that was like an Amity Affliction song that he was waiting to write. That's really... (laughs) <laughs> that's really depressing yeah that's probably more depressing than sworn in <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck i that is that's weird to me honestly i don't know where he where he got that from me neither. i really don't well remember it was very repetitive yeah it was very <laughs> repetitive holy <laughs> shit that like changed my view on that song completely like for for me to know that that actually was their best that t- like totally changes my view Maybe they were doing the whole, like, being political about it. Like, yeah, of course, we love that. That's why we did it. You know, instead of saying, like, hey, Fearless made us do that track and we didn't want to. You know, they're still trying to sell the album and everything. But it seemed relatively genuine what he was saying, you know, just based on an interview. So who knows? But anyways, we shouldn't take O-Villain's time away, you know, because of (laughs) the Amity Affliction. But I really love this EP. Jackson loves this EP. Everyone, please check this out. I think this band is going places, and I'm very excited for it. So let's go ahead and play their single, Preacher, because I think everyone's really going to enjoy it.
So that is O Villain. The EP is called Pilot, and this is self-released. Next up, another EP. We've got Outer Glow with Lunar Effect, and this is self-released as well. This is a metal-slash-metalcore band from North Carolina. The reason why this band is on our radar particularly is because this is the former unclean vocalist and keyboardist of IC Stars. It's his new band. If you remember, his name is Zach Johnson. He has created another band with dual co-vocals for this album and this band in general. So I was a fan of it. Jackson, I think you have an opposing position. Yes, sir. (laughs) To be plain and simple, I thought the EP was just really boring. I mean, that's really just what I thought. Like, I was listening to it, and it was just so boring. It was it was really generic to me. And I loved um, Zach Johnson's unclean vocals when he was an IC star, right. so it has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I didn't know that he was in this band until you said it. Oh, see, I recognize his voice. Oh, I didn't. And, man, when I was just listening to this, it was just a drag. And I really do hate to say that, especially you know, about him, because I, I do like him. And, and well, it doesn't really matter about just him. It's the whole band in general. I don't like to, you know, say a band is generic or boring because, you know, it's I just wish all music could be good. <laughs> but this is not the case for me. I, I, I did not like this EP at all. What if I kind of change your mind about it? What if I said, Jackson, what about this compared to the new Icy Stars album, Treehouse? Which one do you like better? I enjoyed Treehouse. Oh, come on now. For sure. Stop lying. Don't lie. I didn't think Treehouse was a bad album. Oh, it's a terrible album. No. It's so bad. You didn't say that when you reviewed it. I'm pretty sure I did have my issues with the album, but then I started listening to it even more. Maybe I didn't trash it as much, but I remember... No, I didn't say it's terrible. (laughs) We were a nicer show back then. Now, after seeing them do it live and realizing that Devin doesn't have the ability to do that kind of stuff live that's why i'm not a fan uh, i like that no, one track I, well i i, I know <laughs> what you mean like live it suffers when they play that music it really does but treehouse to me i i did enjoy honestly but this i didn't uh, well i liked it i like dual vocals i mean they're not breaking the mold or anything with this ep nope. it wasn't a completely different thing but i did like where they were going and i think as an intro ep I think this is fine. I don't find any fault in it. And I think they would be good to see live. And I am looking forward to future things that they have coming out because I always did like Zach's unclean vocals. So I'm glad he found something and that hopefully they'll get some traction. I understand that this might not be your thing, Jackson, but I definitely enjoyed it. So I would say take a listen. They're not out of this world different as maybe their band name would suggest, but it's still a good listen. I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a listen to Monsters.
So that is Outer Glow. The EP is Lunar Effect, and that is self-released. Next up, we got Tahoe releasing their new EP, Never. And this is another self-released EP. Ian, what did you think? I'm going to go off on a limb and say, Jackson, you did not like this. You are very much correct. (laughs) (laughs) You're on a roll. Oh, thank you. Yes, this is an alt-rock band with a smidge of post-hardcore, and they are from Paris. So it's a little bit different. It's not an Australian band. It's not an English band. This is a band from Paris, which is a little interesting. They remind me a bit of Young Medicine from time to time, which is a good thing. They have anime slash video game type intros, which I'm not a huge fan of. I'd be more a fan if they were used throughout the actual song and not just as an intro, but that's just personal opinion. And I thought there was some good alt-rock here. I thought, you know, after the intros, talented vocals, good composers, you know, I was a fan of this. Yeah, I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say it was boring like the other EP, because it wasn't boring. It was way easier to go through than the last EP we just talked about that I already forgot the name of, and I'm okay with that. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Oh, Jackson. Um, this was much easier to get into. I think one of the issues I had with this is I didn't really like the production. I felt like it sounded kind of cheap. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a bad production team that they had or like, you know, maybe a No, that's sworn in. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, on the contrary, Sworn In probably just had too much damn good production that they just <laughs> fucking oversaturated it. But um with this, it, I don't know. It just kind of felt like cheap studio work. Like, like it wasn't, you know, recorded that well. And that's, you know, it's that's not really the band's fault too much. You know, who knows? It could be a money issue. It is self-released. Yeah, man. This is a very, very small band. Yeah, that that's why I don't want to, like, say, like, oh, like, that's the band's fault. Because, you know, they did what they could to get this out. And I do think that people really should listen to this. Because I do think people will like it. I ha- I'm way more optimistic about this than the last. <laughs> I just, this is one of those things where it wasn't for me. Right. Like, I couldn't see myself going back and listening to this, but listening to it once, I I thought it was okay. So basically, because 4th of July, are you just being nationalists and being like, you know, fuck them, you know, hey, they surrendered (laughs) on their production because they're French? Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. How dare you? How dare you, Jackson? I don't know. Look, I enjoyed what I listened to. It's definitely on the softer side of the post-hardcore spectrum, but I enjoyed it. I thought they did a good job on it, but I can see what you're saying, Jackson. I, on the other hand, once again, this is one of those like debut EP kind of things where it's going to make me listen to more of their music when it comes out. So that's kind of the way I look at it. It didn't blow me away, but it's a good EP, especially for a very small band like this. I think it's very interesting, and I think they did a lot of good work on it. Gotcha. So let's take a listen to the track Prisoner.
So that was Tahoe with their EP Never, and it is self-released. Oh man, been looking forward to talking about this for a while. This is the new Greeley Estates Calling All the Hopeless. It's another EP, and once again, this one I believe is also self-released. So Jackson, take it away. I thought this was a really good EP. I thought it was fun. I really like the the way they like say their lyrics. It, it always sounds like the vocalist has like a temper tantrum where he's just like all over the place with his range. And I think that's like really, really fun to listen to. Sure. So that's getting all the good stuff out of the way. <laughs> I will say that I had really high hopes for this EP. And I know you did too. Uh-huh. But I think your hopes were met. Mine weren't. Ah. Uh... I, um... I had, I guess maybe my expectations were too high because I really like Greeley Estates. And, you know, like this, this comeback, you know, a seven year return, I thought it was just going to be like insane, just like in your face, fucking Greeley Estates. They were just going to rip it, you know, rip the scene apart. They were going to come back really hard. And I thought it was just a good EP. It's kind of like Batman versus Superman where it's oh, like, holy shit, even. dude, this is no, but like, no, like, listen, I'm not saying this is a bad EP, Batman versus Superman was a bad movie. It's kind of like when I when I when you're going into that movie, you're just like, holy fuck, dude, this is Batman versus Superman. I know I'm gonna leave this movie saying this is the best movie ever. And I came into this EP knowing that this was gonna be one of my favorite releases of the year, and it wasn't. So it's kind of like a, a, a letdown in that way, but it's still a really good EP. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I hate that entire analogy <laughs> that you just said. I hate also that you went into theaters thinking that Batman versus Superman was going to be like the greatest thing you've ever seen. Oh, 100%. Oh my, and I think a lot of people shit. thought that. That's scary. That's really scary that anyone would think that. Oh, no. I, I, I think that's fair to say. I think a lot of people thought that. You got the two arguably best superheroes on the same screen. Um, I think anybody would have thought it was going to be the best. Best how? Like everybody's favorite. Like if you get 50 people in a room. The only people that like Superman are idiots. There is no, no, yes, Superman is a terrible character. There is no one that likes Superman as a character. Well, thank you for calling my dad low-key. Oh, no, I would never, I would never call Mr. Jackson an idiot. <laughs> you just said whoever likes Superman Well, I know he likes other superheroes, though, too, right? I'm fucking with you. It doesn't matter. I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> but it's in general, that whole liking Superman thing, I think, is terrible. And I understand why people like Batman, because he's just a regular person. He's the only character in DC who's kind of just... But even then, he's not even technically a regular person because he's richer than anyone you've ever met in your life. Right. Which is well, the same it, as Green Arrow like, and all the other bullshit that they have. Well, it, it's like the way I mean it is like if you get 50, in a, 50, uh, <laughs> if you get 50 people in a room and you say, what are your favorite superheroes? I guarantee you the most answers you're going to hear are either Batman or Superman. Not anymore. Like that's going to be everybody. Yeah, in the 50s. I think a lot of people say Spider-Man too. Yeah. Now I bet you you get way more Marvel characters than you ever would get any DC characters anymore. Oh, for sure. I, I'd, I'd like DC characters more, honestly, but I like the Marvel movies are just way better. Sometime we'll have That's to have a, like a big debate about that, but now is not the time. But I just couldn't believe <laughs> that you brought up Batman v Superman and tainted Greeley Estates with that. That's just one of the worst things well, I ever heard in my life. I, I, it's just like I went into that movie with such high expectations. Which was wrong. So it's like, it was wrong of you to do that. Well, it's kind of like whenever you go into a movie that you know is going to be absolute shit, but you see it and then you find out that it's good. Like, it's not amazing, but it's just good. It makes you think of it more because you thought it was going to be absolute shit. 
So it's not just a good movie to you. You're like, oh my God, this is a really good movie because your expectations and the way your mindset was made at first were just shattered. That's how it was with this. So it's like when you go into a movie that you know is going to be incredible and then it's not incredible, it's just good. It's like, oh man, you know, that's, I don't know, it's kind of whatever. Instead of just going into it like in a median way, like, oh yeah, I know this is going to be good. And then it ends up being good. All right. I love the CP. I don't even know what to tell you about the things you're talking about now. I like the EP. I'm not going to say it's bad. Like that's not. No, like, I think you're. Why I use the analogy? I think just hearing Batman v Superman for me puts me in a negative <laughs> mood. That's the <laughs> only. That's the only thing. Look, I love this EP. I equate this similar to the 18 Visions thing, and I have to correct you on one thing. They weren't gone for seven years. They were gone for four years. Oh, just okay. so you know, and it's not that big of a deal. But I equate this the same way that we reviewed 18 Visions, where 18 Visions came back and we were like, not only was this a damn good comeback album, this was just a damn good album. That's how I feel about this EP. Not only was this a damn good comeback EP, it was also just a damn good EP. That's how I felt about it. Now, I know you don't go as far back with Greeley Estates as I do, and maybe that has something to do with it, possibly. But this is classic Greeley metalcore. Like, if you didn't like this as much as you thought you would, then you didn't like the last couple EPs either, or the last few albums. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the way I look at it is there was nothing that was crazy different on this from what they've done in the past. And that's what I like. I want them to be Greeley Estates. I didn't want them to come out and pull some indie, you know, rock alternative thing. Yeah, I didn't want that. I got what I wanted from the CP. I gotcha. And I'm glad you did. I did not. (laughs) No, look, I love Ryan's vocals. I think he always does an awesome job. And he is the last remaining original member of Greeley Estates. So it's very cool that he's still doing what he does. And I just think this has continuing replayability. I think it's hard hitting. I think it's exactly what they were supposed to do. And that's why I like it so much. Gotcha. So we'll get back to your crazy movie analogies (laughs) at some other point here. But let's take a listen to Saints and Sinners. Once again, that's Greeley Estates. Their EP is called Calling All the Hopeless, and it is self-released. And last album we got today, we got friend of the show, Kimberly Freeman, releasing her solo album, Secret Lullaby. And this is off of Nebulos Records. Ian, tell me what you thought. Kimberly Freeman is a genius. Damn. Done. 
There we go. Enough of the review, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> no, seriously. I for people that don't know, Kimberly Freeman is the lead vocalist and guitarist for the band One Eyed Doll. Obviously, you can go back and hear a conversation that I had with her and Junior. Junior is the other member of the band. He's the drummer and he does production. He does a whole ton of stuff in the studio. It's an awesome combination for One Eyed Doll. This is separate from that, and people need to know that. It is a lot different than the music you will hear with One Eyed Doll, but that does not take away from the genius that is Kimberly Freeman. Yeah, and I completely agree. This is another one, you know, which is good that we're actually going to agree on. This was a really good <laughs> album. Yeah, man, it really is. And it's 14 songs. You got a lot to chew on here. It's just really good stuff. And, and you know, this is kind of a thing that I say every week, but it's like, I don't know what to say about this album. Like, I can go on talking shit about a bad album or bad EP right. for quite some time. But, like, I, I can't say, like, all this good stuff about this good album. I mean, it's just really good. And it's a lot different from what we normally talk about on the show. This is not, mm -hmm. like I said, it's not one eyed doll. This is like indie, experimental, alt-rock, classic rock, every single genre almost that you can put together. You're not going to hear her start screaming or anything. That's not this type of album. But just everything that goes along with it is amazing. And it's so cool to be able to like something like that that's so different. And maybe it is because I just know how talented she is. Like, she has an amazing voice. And she can play all these instruments. I mean... Maybe that's because I know of the backstory and I translate it into her solo work. That's a possibility. But you need to listen to this album. Let it take you on an adventure because that's what she does. She takes you on an adventure every single track. Damn. Yeah, that's that's the best way you could have put it. Honestly, that's a good way to you know just wrap this one up because holy shit, it's good. Why don't we take a listen to the single Rust? So that is Kimberly Freeman, Secret Lullaby on Nebulos Records. All right, that is the end of album reviews for this week. I guess I love a lot more things than Jackson does. Yeah, this time. <laughs> <laughs> At least the first week of July, July 7th, we've got Northern Ghost coming out. Yep. Now, Jackson, that is the end of album reviews. So let's get to your favorite part of the show. 
Hmm. If you think we're gonna kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take your self-righteous pose and wannabe writer candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So review that, Einstein! All right, Jackson. Wow us a 4th of July miracle. What do you got? You got it, man. All right. So for my breakdown from the past, I'm bringing out a punk rock band. Yeah, safe. you heard it. It's safe. Yep. It's safe. Yep. Um, they're called Crucial Dudes. <laughs> okay. Have you ever heard of no. them? No. <laughs> well, their their band name is interesting, and so is their latest release. Okay, they never said that they broke up. Oh, Jackson, they... can you not follow the rules? Listen, sir. They haven't released anything since 2011. All right, you pass. And they never announced a breakup, so let's just say <laughs> that they're broken up. You've done this before. Yes, that's fine. All right. Yeah. Um. So all they've released is a album called 61 Pen, and that was in 2011. And that's really all all they did. And I've never heard of them since, or heard from them, and I don't think no one has honestly. And I could tell just by you being the music aficionado. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't want to give amazing, you too much credit, but handsome. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to let you go off with the compliments. Okay. I, I knew you'd catch my drift. I love compliments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a really good podcast to listen to when I got into, you know, the scene and shit like that. So I'm gonna have you play small bent and ugly and no it's not about you. Well, I appreciate that. And I know tomorrow's a better day. And I won't wrap my fuck ups. Bring me down again. You should know Life's not as bad As you make things Today is your So go and take it Fun stuff, man. Thank you. So you like it? Yeah, it's not bad. I think you're taking a little bit of an easy way out by choosing punk pop punk bands. I don't care. <laughs> I, I know I don't you care. don't. <laughs> Breakdown from the past is to bring down bands, is to bring up bands that were from the scene that are no longer together. There was no regulations on what genre. It was just bands in our scene. And last time I checked, we did punk. So <laughs> shut up. It is called Breakdown from the Past. Oh, my gosh. Just to let you know, you know, there is a reason why the title is what it is. I'm just letting you know that, yes, this is fine, but you're definitely taking a loophole for sure. I don't care. I know. I know you don't. Bands from, the, from, from back then. That's, that's the rules. Them's the rules. Thank you. Well, I decided to switch it up a little bit this week, and I went with an alt-rock band. Do you know who they are? They better have breakdowns. 
They did have breakdowns every once in a while. Okay, good. But it was alt rocky though. So it was it a little softer? Yeah. A little softer now. Oh gosh. Have you heard of the band There for Tomorrow? Oh, that sounds really familiar. But I, I'm, I'm gonna go with no. But that really does sound familiar. Maybe you'll recognize the song then. But yes, they are an alt rock band. One that I'd imagine you could have heard on the radio, but I still don't think that they were played on the radio. They had three full length albums. They also had uh, like four EPs, I'd say. The last EP was in 2014 called Nightscape, but I'm going to focus on an album that I really loved back in the day. It's from 2009. It's called A Little Faster, and I think that's the one that put them on the map. So let's listen to a track called Wish You Away. So full disclosure, that is a little bit on the softer side to what I would normally bring to breakdown from the past, as people would know. But also, maybe I was going through a breakup at the time as well. Oh, gosh. (laughs) What can you do, man? What can you do? Well, yeah, I'll go with it. (laughs) So yeah, man, that is the end of breakdown from the past. So hey, I think it's time to end the show. Let's do it. All right, Jackson, do that thing you do on the 4th of July. It is 4th of July, everybody, as we're recording. And we decided to not take the day off because we love what we do, man. And and we, we love our peoples. And thank you guys so much for listening. We really, really do appreciate it. We appreciate it when you give us reviews. We appreciate it when you give us stars. We appreciate it when you like our stuff on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that shit. We absolutely love it. Just thank you so much for all that. Ian, take it away. Yes, thank you everyone for all that you do for us. If everything that Jackson was talking about you don't know, you can follow all the links in the description of this episode and it'll make it ridiculously easy to follow us everywhere, to rate us everywhere. And like Jackson said, it really does help us a lot. So if you can, please do that. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition with Lauren Babick of Red Handed Denial and Crazy 88. 
That's been up for the last week. And we still have on the way Johnny Frank, X-Attack Attack, and Bill Murray. And then also Dorian Cook of Broadside plus a ton more. It's just taking a while with the holidays and with learning a new editing software, which I'm doing as well. It just takes a while to get everything going because what you guys don't hear are all the issues that sometimes happen when you're setting up interviews and you know delays on the phone and like a bunch of stuff that I have to go through. It's not like I can just record them and put them out for everybody. So I need to go through everything and then I get them out to you. And sometimes scheduling of all this stuff affects things as well. So there's just a little explanation of why I don't just put these all out three in a week and just let you have Adam. There's different ways you got to do this. So there's plenty more to come as well. I think you guys are going to love what's coming up. Keep an ear out. I think you're really going to like this stuff. So hopefully you enjoyed this show as well because we're going to keep on doing this and then there's going to be a new Ian Hates movie soon enough as well. So Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? I love you all. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone. So goodbye to So I'll ride for you.